0: first 14 verses. So I encourage you to join me. It's it's on page 1123 in this pew bible. So John chapter 10 starting at verse 1. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep, So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the wolf attacks the flock and and scatters it, the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that you help us to understand it and apply it in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friends, it's good to be back on the pulpit again after a short break. I want to thank uh, John and uh, Ian Jones who preached uh, last couple of Sundays. So it's wonderful to have people in our congregation to continue gospel ministry here. Uh, God raises men within our own church to continue and preach the word of God. It's a great joy. Well, friend, last Sunday, as a nation, we celebrated Australia Day. Did you have a barbecue? I think at some people's homes they did have barbecue, but uh, how did you celebrate Australia Day? Maybe you went to the city. Maybe you had a barbecue. I don't know. Maybe you just went to the beach. You normally do. So Some people have gone to the beach, so that's good. Whatever you did, I'm sure you celebrated Australia Day, marking the anniversary of the 1788 arrival of the first fleet of British ships at Sydney Cove. Uh, we live We live in a great country, Australia. We live in a great city, Melbourne, the most livable city in the world. I had uh, meetings in Sydney this uh, past week uh, on a committee of the reception of ministers. And um, the guys there were saying to me, oh, look, our city, Sydney, is the place to be, Chris. Why are you living down in Melbourne? I said, no, Melbourne is the city. Uh, It's a great city that we live in, city of sports and everything else we have around us. And I'm sure you would have noticed that there are pianos now placed in the city of Melbourne. Did you notice them? The other day, Rose and myself, we went out to the city. We had our 26th wedding anniversary. We had dinner and we went out walking the, uh, along the South Bank. And there was this guy who was seated behind the piano. And this, his, his girlfriend, I presume it was, she was leaning all on, to, towards him. And he was playing away some romantic songs. Little did they realize there were so many people around them, and as soon as he finished playing, everybody crapped and they felt so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, caught up in a moment of romance. Isn't that wonderful, right? can happen in Melbourne. Pianos. So if you want to play for your wife to play, play something, and you never know. There'll be a crowd listening to you. Well, we, we live in a good country, in a wonderful place, Australia, where people can live out their dreams and enjoy life in this wonderful country. Now, speaking of dreams, we think about the Great Aussie Dream. What is it? What is the Great Aussie Dream in life? Well, according to Wikipedia, the Great Australian Dream or the Great Australian Dream is essentially a belief that in Australia, home ownership can lead to a better life. You've got to own your house to live a better life. The Big Aussie Dream. And according to a recent survey, the great Australian dream is alive and well as desire for big blocks are really being being pursued as opposed to inner city living. This is an article that was written on the 15th of January 2014. Almost half of those surveyed said they would swap an inner city property for a larger piece of land outside the CBD. So the big dream to live the life is to have a big house. Perhaps... You might think your life, you want to live this life, you've got to have the dream of perhaps being married. If you're a single person, you want to get married one day. Or perhaps you're retired and you're looking forward to retirement and your dream may be this. Oh, did I get that? Is it on? It might be this one. Now, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> life is better at the beach. Maybe you're looking forward to that, to live life at the beach. On our recent holidays, we, uh, we spent a week in Aries Inlet. And we went down to the beach at Fairhaven on the Great Ocean Road. It was a fabulous place. And I was seated there and thinking, well, maybe I should ask the Presbyterian Church, church planting committee, to consider planting a church down Aries Inlet. And I'll raise my hand and I might want to go there. Life at the beach. I mean, what a wonderful thing that would be, to be there at the beach all the time. So think about life, friends. What is it? What is life? We know that it is living and breathing, but it is more than that, isn't it? Life is complex. There are many challenges in life, and we know this. There is brokenness, relationship breakdowns, sadness, sickness, accidents, joys, sorrows, and then life itself comes to an end on earth when we die. Death. We put on a person's tombstone the day the person was born a certain date and when he or she died on a certain date. And between these two poles of time, we live our lives when we were born and when we die. And the basic question is, does my life have meaning? And philosophers throughout the ages have wrestled with this question about life. Consider, for example, the thinking of Arthur as Kopenhau, I think that's how you pronounce him the German philosopher who said this about life he said life is a constant process of dying not very exciting is it <laughs> life is a constant process of dying that's, the, that's his view of life and then think about this guy Socrates the well known Greek philosopher speaking about the things of life and this is what he said All I know is that I do not know anything. (laughs) All I know is I do not know anything about life and the issues of life. It's all complicated, you see. So this morning, I don't plan to get into all the philosophies uh, uh, about life, but I want to draw our attention to the Gospel of John, John chapter 10 and verse 10, where Jesus, the author and giver of life, speaks about life. We have these wonderful words. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, before we proceed to look at this text, John chapter 10 and verse 10, let me make some brief comments, please. See, the Gospel of John is known as the book of the seven signs. Where Jesus changed water into wine, healed the nobleman's son, he healed the paralytic, he fed the multitude... He walked on the water, he healed the man born blind, and, and then he did the amazing miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. And so, John is very keen to point to his readers these amazing miracles that Jesus performed in order to authenticate the work of Jesus, to authenticate the fact that Jesus is God. And so, John makes that point very clearly. For example, in John chapter 1, And verses 1 to 4, he says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Notice those words in verse 4. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. In him was life. He is the giver of life. And so here in John chapter 10, verses 1 to 18, let me just give you a broad division of this section. In chapter 10, verses 1 to 6, Jesus gathers a flock. He gathers a people for himself from the Jewish fold. In John chapter 10, verses 7 to 10, he tells us why he is gathering his flock. That they might have life And have it abundantly That is our text for this morning, verse 10 And then in chapter 10, verses 11 to 18 He explains how he is gathering And giving life to this flock By laying down his life For them and raising it Back again That's the immediate context that we have This passage and so Jesus says The thief Comes to steal To destroy To kill Have you ever been broken into? Into your house? Yes, I see some of you nodding your head. Maybe you, your car has been broken into. It's a terrible feeling, isn't it? You come home and to know that you've been broken into. Uh, we had our place back in Sri Lanka when I was growing up. My home was broken into. It was a scary thought. We came home at night. My neighbors were around the place and they said, "Don't go into the house. The house has been broken into." And all of these guys came along with sticks and everything else. And I thought it quite funny. I went along as a young kid. Oh, where is this thief? <laughs> Where is he? Let's get him. He wasn't there. (laughs) And then we were broken into in in one of the houses that we lived in, in one of the church properties. It's a terrible feeling to be broken into. The thief is not going to say, Hi, man, get ready. I'm coming to see you. Be prepared. No, he's not going to do that. He's going to just come in, take things, go away. And Jesus is contrasting himself as the true shepherd. From what he calls in verse 12, a hired hand or a hireling or someone who is like a thief in chapter ten and verse one and I don't have time to expand on all of that this morning. But Jesus says, particularly in the latter part of this text, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That is Jesus who became flesh. He came as God in the flesh. He came as the good shepherd. He is the true shepherd. He knows his sheep. He knows them by name and there is a two way relationship We know the shepherd, he knows us, and Jesus says that he came to give us life to the full. We might translate this word, abundant life. What does it mean, friends? Are you living your life to the full? Are you living the full life? Not just the good life, the full life. What does it mean, really, to live the full life? What does it mean? What does Jesus mean by these words, I have come to give you life. Full life. You see, when Jesus came on earth, he, brought, he came as God in the flesh. He came and lived among us. He came and ministered to people. He did great miracles. And he died on the cross for our sins. He went there and he rose again from the dead. And therefore, he can speak about life. He lived this life on earth. He understands the sufferings of mankind. He hung himself at the cross. He knew the emotional pain of separation. Everything else, and the pain of torture. And he understood what it means to be a human being. And he has every right to speak about life. And so we know that, by, that, that because Jesus came here on earth... And He died on the cross for us. It gives us meaning and purpose for living. We experience the abundance grace and the goodness of God in our lives. It means, friends, enjoying and having the joy of being forgiven and living with security. We heard this morning the testimonies of Tim and Maddie, didn't we? Of how God has been good to them and brought them to salvation. We heard that. It means having our sins forgiven. What a great joy is that I don't have to carry this burden of sin anymore that, that makes me a miserable creature. No, because it has been taken away once and for all. I'm set free in Christ. What a blessing is that. To know the freedom that we have in Jesus. That's what he's saying here. I'm giving you life. Life that is the fullest It means having the joy of our salvation in our lives. It means knowing the good shepherd as the one who walks alongside us and with us. What a comfort that is. Do you know this good shepherd? The one who walks alongside us? The one to whom we can cry out to and bring our needs, our anxieties, our frustrations, our heartaches, our sorrows. And to know that this shepherd understands us and he walks with us day by day. What a joy that is. It, is. it means this also, friends. It means that we have the joy and peace of God even when life itself at times does not make sense. Have you tried to make sense of your life? <laughs> I did a long walk from Aries in the Fairhaven right up to half of the area of Lawn along the beach. And I was thinking about what is How can you make sense of life? Life is so complex. But when we understand God in our lives, it makes sense. Because we know our maker. We know our creator. We know who we are. And we know where we are going. You see, there is no good life apart from Jesus. Because without Jesus, life has no meaning. The Christian life is an amazing life. It's a miraculous life. Because God transforms your life when he converts you. You can't get this full life because one is born into a Christian family. You can't get this from your parents or your grandparents. This full life, this amazing life, it only comes through faith and repentance in Jesus. And it's literally the life of Jesus coming into your life and changing, radically altering and transforming your entire life. And so this morning, as we celebrate communion, as we remember that he laid down his life that we might live, I'm reminded of a wonderful text that says this in John again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. See, Jesus gives us full life here on earth and life beyond the grave. That when we die, we will be with our Savior in heaven. Isn't that life? That's life. That's why Paul said for me to live is Christ and to die is? Come on, anyone? Is gain. (laughs) To live is Christ and to die is gain. It's It's only the Christian who can say to die is gain. Who else can say that? Everyone else without Christ will say to die is, well, what can you say? It's not a gain. But for the Christian, when we die, it is gain because we are with Jesus. That's life. And this abundant life begins here. So, friends, this morning... Jesus gives us the full life. The abundant life here on earth and eternal life with him in heaven. It's not about having all the things around us. It's not about having, made, fulfilling all our dreams here on earth. It's about having peace, having joy, having God in your life, having solid safety and deep soul satisfaction. Are you living the full life that Jesus gives you? Don't waste your life. When I say yours, I'm putting mine as well. I was reading a book uh, titled The uh, the, the, well, the, the challenges of, of ministry. Uh, dangerous calling, actually, by Paul Tripp. And he, and he raised the important question. It struck me. I was uh, reading it uh, this past week. And he said, uh, Pastor, preachers, are you putting yourself under your own preaching? <laughs> are you putting yourself under your own preaching? Oh, wow. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? When I put, say, yours, it's myself included, right? How we live in our lives, don't waste our lives, friends. And to those of us who know Christ, may we live thankful lives so that Christ will be all in us always. That we keep coming to Jesus always. So let's live the full life that Jesus has given to us because there's so much blessing in it. Nothing else can give us that joy and satisfaction apart from Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for, uh, for being the door for us. We believe you are the, the only door to eternal safety and security. The only door to soul-satisfying pastures. The only door to God. Father, we pray this morning that we will live the full life. Not by our strength, but yours alone. We thank you that Christ has come to give us life and to give us life to the fullest. Help us not to waste it, but to live it. We pray that as we celebrate the sacrament this morning, may we be reminded that Jesus gave his life so that we might live. May the joy of Christ be our portion. In Jesus' name, Amen.